Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Simsisms. Talk on Tuesday. Because you're never going to be able to go scotch-free okay as they say on the streets all right you'll never be able to go scotch-free but i'm not shocked that they you know approached everything and and looked behind all doors and exhausted all angles to find a quarterback it's another interesting little fact off of what happened that that day uh or draft night when they tried to swipe it under the rug there's more to it than that, which we originally thought anyways from the severity of, you know, the whole shenanigans of the trading of the picks and everything anyways. Simsisms. Oh, yeah, baby. What's up? It's PFT. Mike Florio will be joining us shortly. He had a late walk-in today. It was a little tight. I'm going to be totally transparent. He might not like it or not. He walked in the studio, his little studio, about 6.58 and 58 seconds, and we didn't get to check the audio, and there's a little issue there, so we're getting that glitch figured out. Added on top, which I'm going to have fun because he can't – I think he can hear me, but I'm going to get on him anyways. Added on to the fact of he – Decided he wanted to make changes to the show. Four minutes before the show, he sends a text about the outline of the show and that some things need to be changed. Four minutes, guys. No problem. We'll figure it all out. We got it. All right. So we got lots of stuff today. And I don't know what the hell is going on with me. I I really don't. I'm blaming it on pollen, right? I mean, that's the only thing that's different in my life. We all know I I like to toke the stuff every now and then or whatever. But yesterday, I could not. English could not come out of my mouth. I could not say like any phrases clearly. And that was the same for Monday when I did a podcast as well. I feel like I'm in a cloud right now. Every day I wake up, my eyes are swollen. I'm, I'm a little itchy in my throat. I haven't had this kind of a allergy pollen attack in a long time. So we got a good day though. We got everything really. We got some great sound uh, across the league. Of course, teams are meeting up. 
uh, as far as OTAs are concerned and workouts. And it's starting to get more and more serious. So we're seeing guys on the field. And uh, we got a lot to, to hit on today uh, ac- across the NFL. I think, you know, the first thing we could start on, I don't know if you guys want to jump right in. Should we go right into the Detroit Lions, Hendon Hooker, that, guys? Let's do it. All right. Well, we got, you know, a little sound yesterday. And, of course, one of the, the big things of day two of the draft was, all right, one, the dissecting of the Detroit Lions and what they did day one, right? Oh, they took two players a few spots before they should have. So what? They had needs. Those are the guys they wanted to get at those positions. They filled the needs, right, with the players they wanted. So it can't be that bad of a draft. If that's the, the goal was to go in to go fill needs with players we wanted, and they did that. And if it's eight, ten spots too early, who gives a damn? But one of the other surprises of day two was that Hendon Hooker was still on the board, round three, hanging around. I, I mean, I know there's a ton of people in the NFL who had first-round grades on him. Do you want to bring that guy in and confuse the quarterback situation in your room? You know, that's why teams don't just go, oh, yeah, I'll take him. He's there. The value's worth it second and third round. you got to think about the chemistry and, and how that's going to work on your football team. And, of course, it's going to cause a, a little bit of a distraction because Hendon Hooker's super talented. People look at him as a starting caliber NFL-type quarterback. So there he is in round three on the board. And here comes the Detroit Lions, where we know Jared Goff played well last year. He's revived his career. But did he revive it to where you could just go, oh, wait, he's the future and we know he's the guy, you know, hands down no matter what? I don't know about that. I think maybe he's working towards that. He puts another year together like he did last year. It's going to be hard to replace him here anytime soon. But Hendon Hooker is going to be that guy looking over his shoulders. And yesterday we had Dan Campbell on green light with Chris Long. Chris Long, one of my buddies, Howie Long's son, of course. Uh, so without further ado, here's, here's Dan Campbell with Chris Long yesterday. We did go into this offseason saying that we wanted to bring in some competition at quarterback. Yep. We didn't know exactly where that might be, who that would be at the time. But we did like Hooker. Um, yeah. You know, we knew he was coming off the injury, but there was something about him. Uh, that was appealing. Uh, you know, he's very mature. Uh, he looks the part. He's got a big arm. You know, he's he's just he's got to learn how to play in the NFL. But he's he's a he's a pro now. And I like the fact that he was older. We all kind of like the fact he was older. I think you want your quarterback to be a little bit more mature. This is a red shirt year for him. He's got to get yeah. this leg right first, and then. And then he'll learn. Uh, he'll learn under Jared, you know. And then he, let's see what happens, you know. If he can eventually become your two, or maybe down the road later on, it's more than that. But that's it's going to be a long time. Well, there you have it, Dan Campbell with Chris Long, uh, kind of addressing that Hendon Hooker situation. And you know, I, I'm, I'm I agree with a lot of what he said. Anybody who listened to my podcast or me and Mike talk about. Hendon Hooker and the quarterback situation, right? You know, some some people, you know, and I felt like it was a little more in the, the scouting community were negative on his age, right? Oh, he's older, right? But but again, why does everybody look at it as oh, we're going to have this guy for ten or fifteen years? Right? Don't don't think that far down the road. What is he right now? What can he contribute to my football team here in the next four to five years? That's the window you got to think of when you're talking about Hendon Hooker. And, yeah, he's going to get a redshirt year coming off an ACL injury and, and, and get to heal that, but probably will be able to be you know, a, a, a viable backup candidate or a third stringer somewhere halfway through the year. 
and he works and he goes from there. But he's got everything you want as far as Dan Campbell is talking about as far as pro stature. I mean, he is, first off, you know, mature. You could see that, and there is benefit to that. You know, I, I don't care what anybody says. Anybody out there can speak from experience, right, of when you're 26, 27 years old, you're a different guy than when you were 20 and 21, which is what most of these quarterbacks are coming out in the draft. So now you get that, you know, a guy here that's, yeah, had a few experiences, had to lead a few different teams in college football, has, has, has had to overcome some tough circumstances, and here's another one with the injury. I think there are teams that really looked at that one. Wait, this guy's been through some stuff here. He knows how to, you know, get knocked down, get back up, handle situations. And he is a pro as far as everything except, hey, he's got to get in a pro offense. He was in a little different offense there in Tennessee, and that's where things are, uh, you know, going to be different for him there. So let's say, I don't know. Do we got Florio? Where are we at here? I think we got Florio. We zoomed. Hello. In. Good morning. Oh, Hi. hey. Good morning. Whoa, your head's big. Holy cow. Zoom. Holy cow. Where the hell are you? What's going on? You were late for the show today. It doesn't matter because I've been up here for eight minutes now. So if I would have gotten here at 652, we still wouldn't have my audio. Okay. And it's not on my end. Let's just be clear about that. I didn't do anything. I walked out oh, that's it. after the show was over, and I came back. I don't touch anything. I don't mess with the buttons. I'm getting mixed minus, by the way, but I'll fight through it. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Um, I'm, I'm all right. I mean, you know, we got a little uh, Dan Campbell, Hendon Hooker talk. I made fun of you a little before the show started. I don't yeah, know I heard if you all heard that. It. I'm good. sitting here. I have to deal with good. it. All it right. is my own personal hell. When you have to start my show and I have to sit here and listen to it, let me tell you, <laughs> it is my own personal hell. It is about the third ring of hell. Damn, that it's that bad, huh? Your good friend and the guy you do the show with every day, it's that bad when he's got to do the show for five minutes because, you know, some, some technical issues. Uh, you know, It's bad when I have to sit and listen to it. All if right, I was good. bad, I wouldn't care. Hey, you know what you can do? You can move your ass up here to the northeast where all the TV channels are. They won't have any of these problems. <laughs> well. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're firmly into the stage of the show where we otherwise wouldn't be talking about football, but Seriously. now it's all turned upside down because right. we went straight into Dan Campbell, meathead morning. I love <laughs> Dan Campbell though. Remember we saw him at the scouting combine. It was great to see him. Great to talk to him. Yeah, no, it, it, it he, listen, he's, you always know you're going to get like, you know, shot straight with, with Dan Campbell. There's not a lot of BS. He's kind of letting you always let you know and unpacks the situation just like he did right there. So th that's what's always cool about listening to Dan Campbell. And I hadn't really heard them address the thought of Hendon Hooker or anything like that. So I found some of those comments interesting. Well, they clearly didn't draft him to play this year. Yeah, right. There's no guarantee he's even going to be cleared to play this year. I mean, they got towards ACL in November. Yeah. This is a long term play. I just think it raises real questions about Jared Goff down the line. He's got two years left on his contract. And having Hooker around is a nice piece of leverage in the event that Goff takes the Lions the next step this year and all of a sudden decides he wants 40 or $45 million a year. Yeah, right. They can say, no, Jared, no, we're not paying you that. We're happy to consider 25 or 30 we're not doing 40 or 45 or more than that just because you were the captain of a ship that would have sailed very well without you and could 
if we need to. Yeah, well, I think that that's that's what's going to happen here a little bit. We saw this happen last year, right? Mike would like Tua and the Dolphins in that situation, where I think Detroit's gotten good enough now, and they made enough moves in the off season where it's like, well, they're they're a playoff caliber team. There's no excuses for anybody. The quarterback doesn't have an excuse or anything like that, and. You know, the the other aspect, and, and, you know, hopefully they get these answers. And for Jared Goff, hopefully he plays great and keep, keep Hendon Hooker on the bench for as long as possible. But, yes, if things don't go right, this could be it. This could be the last year, you know, depending on how Hendon Hooker develops and all of that. But, but, but you know, to the point with Jared Goff, Mike, I mean, I do feel like that's happening a little bit. We look at the Lions, we're all going, hey, we think maybe they're the best team in the NFC North, right? They've made improvements to their team. They had a great draft. So there is no excuses. And with the bullseye on their back, I think it is going to make life harder on Jared Goff and, and the Lions altogether. You know, Mike, one thing I always talk about with, like, quarterbacks in that situation a little is, you know, when the, guy, the game's wide open and you know your defense isn't good – it can be easy to play quarterback on those football teams. I don't know. We'll see how it plays this year. It might be a different way as far as how they play and how their defense plays and, of course, having a bullseye because they're good. Well, that's right, and that's going to be the burden that they carry this year. They haven't even done anything, realistically. Not even a playoff appearance. They did have a Week 18 victory that felt like a bowl game. Yeah. Because they're one of the few teams that – exit the season with a win and can say success, but they still haven't been to the playoffs, but they're carrying the weight of expectation that they will make it to the playoffs. They're the favorite to win the division. This is a team that hasn't even won a playoff game since 1991. When's the last time they were in the postseason? Two twenty. Uh, I want to say 2016, right? Was that 2016 when... Or was that 2014, 2016 when they beat the Lions? One of the years with well, 2014, Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, well, 2014, they lost to the Cowboys in a controversial call. Oh, and then 2016, right. they lost in Seattle. Remember, I think, in a wild card game. I think those that's the last two games at times they were in the playoffs. They got screwed in that game against the Cowboys. Exactly. They, they, they remember there was a controversial call. Pass interference. Like both illegal contact. And pass interference right. on the same play. Both weren't called right. in that game against the Cowboys. But still, they have this shine about them that they've done nothing to have to carry. It's this burden. All of a sudden, go be great. Just because they finished last year in the regular season strong, they were horrible at the start. So we'll see what they do. And this is one of those teams, I know we have a draft coming up later, that early season schedule could have a huge impact on what happens down the road. Because I think this year, if they fall into a hole early, it's going to be a little harder to dig out of it. They're not going to catch anybody by surprise. Yeah, exactly. In October, November, December, if they start slowly, teams are going to continue to come at them and not go easy and not view them as a, as a simple victory. And we know how that goes. Teams get up and get down. There's measuring stick games and there's non-measuring stick games. Now, all of a sudden, the Lions are a measuring stick and they've done, not, done nothing to become a measuring stick. Grand scheme of things. Well, yeah, grand scheme of things, you're right. They're a team that you know we see potential for, right? I think there's a team that we said last year where we felt like, ooh, they get in the playoffs. They could be scary because they can. their offense was so good, their ability to run the ball, control the clock, do all that. 
you worried about, hey, they might be able to stay on the field, shorten a game, and maybe upset somebody a little, right? So that's where you know the, 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 we, we see the potential of the football team. Now, the big thing is we hit on Jared Goff, and of course that, and yeah, he's, he's got to continue to play well, you know, but they did add to their team, and their defense is really the big question. You know, the defense has kind of gotten a free pass there to a degree because the offense and Ben Johnson and Jared Goff, and we all started talking about that so much. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget, hey, yeah, the defense was the worst in football. That's got to get better this year. I mean, that, that, that was a huge issue with their football team. And, you know, can they fix that? They made a lot of great signings in free agency. They got some guys in the draft, offense and defense, in the first few rounds that are going to be able to contribute to their team right now, that are pro-ready. So I do like that. So they're going to have a different look, certainly. Uh, it's just about, yeah, how do they react to now being one of the teams that's hunted instead of the team that's, you know, usually doing the hunting? And uh, that's going to be the key. Look, Bears, we don't know how good they're going to be. They could be better. Vikings, we don't know where they're going to be. We're going to hear from Kevin O'Connell later in the program, interview I did with him yesterday afternoon. They, they – their defense isn't going to be any worse than it was last year. I can guarantee you that. And their offense could be better than last year. Now, are they going to continue to pull a rabbit out of their butts every week and win games that they easily could lose? That's a different issue altogether. But they're not going to just evaporate. They're not going to go away. And the Packers, I think people are underestimating I them. Agree. I mean, there are folks out there that want to argue with me about that. Why would we think the Packers are just going to disintegrate without Aaron Rodgers? I, they have been a competitive team for 30-plus years. They haven't suddenly decided to surrender. So th th this is all going to make it a challenge for Goff. It makes it a challenge for Campbell. It it just It is an unreasonable level of expectation relative to accomplishment. And whatever Dan Campbell says about Hendon Hooker, I don't expect him to play this year, but depending upon how things go in 2023, we could see him as soon as 2024. How could we not at least believe that's a possibility, Chris, on the radar screen? I don't know what a long time means, <coughs> but a year to get healthy, a year to get his bearings, and then after this season, depending upon what the Lions do or don't do, they see where they are at the quarterback position. And if they – look, if they fail – to live up to the expectations they now have, it's going to be somebody's fault. And Jared Goff's going to be the easy person to blame. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's fair to, you know, assess that or from what we see now, right? I, I, I can't imagine that they're totally sold that he's the future. If the Detroit Lions win and he plays well and they go to the playoffs, well, then Hendon Hooker's going to have to sit there and wait a little longer. But if the Lions don't go to the playoffs and – Maybe some of those, the same as some of the reason or the biggest reason is Jared Goff didn't play well down the stretch or the end of big football games. Yeah, then it, it's going to be wide open. I mean, wide open to the fact where I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if they just let go of Jared Goff altogether and just said, let's start a new era here. Or it is it just Jared Goff, okay, now, hey, it's an open competition between you and Hendon Hooker and you're going to have to duel, duel it out. That's where you know, this thing can go anywhere right here. And I think with Hendon Hooker, their hands are less tied than ever, and that's where you know this year becomes extremely important for for Jared Goff.
Jared Goff was acquired by the Lions so they could get an extra first-round pick from the Rams. That's it. Anything they got out of Jared Goff is gravy, on top of gravy, on top of gravy. I thought it would be two years and definitely over. He played well enough to get a third year. It's now on him to play well enough to get a fourth year. Let's do this. Let's take an earlier break than usual. Wow. Because they're telling me that we may have Uh the audio problems repaired. Good. Which means we'll have the video problems repaired as well. Find out next on this Wednesday edition. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. Our news. So we should... Josh Allen! There is Josh Allen. Oh my god. Buffalo Bisons. Boom! Oh man, that is that uh, is a rocket, man. Yeah. Hey, boy, that's gone. Let's see another. Now, I mean, slow pitch softball, but still, he sent that thing. It is hard to hit a softball that far. Exactly. You don't have any momentum from the pitch. It is all generated by the batter. Is uh, that the same one over and over again? I think it's the same one, but still, it's impressive. Yeah. Well, he's he's known. I can watch this. that all day. Yeah, he's known. But I don't think it is the same one over and over, Mike. These are different ones. I think this is the home run derby, and he's just freaking whacking it wow. right now, right? I mean, oh. yeah. See, they're they're just all going out there. Hey, wait. Here's the one thing that jumps out to me. And and first off, I've seen him do it before. He's one of those guys that you know. All right. So let me just say this. Yeah. Let me just say this. Yeah. It feels great to be off Zoom. Oh, I, you Zoom look like better. Crazy. Damn, your head's back to a normal yeah. size. Me, you know what? You know what? I felt like in Zoom, when yeah. I feel when we do the show in Zoom, I feel like General Zod trapped in that yeah. square that right. floated through space in Superman right. 2. And actually, at the start of Superman 1, one of the things I did during my illness this weekend, for some strange reason, I went back and watched the original Superman and Superman 2 which are so bad, they really are good. Now, they were good by the standards of the late 70s, early 80s. But anyway, I felt like General Zod trapped in that thing until a nuclear explosion in space freed Zod and his two sidekicks to go take over the planet Houston. Anyway, uh, right, uh, right. I, I interrupted you. That's all right. No, it's all good. It's 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 a good I like the new super, you know, the, some of the new Supermans that have been out too, actually, and kind of doing that. Um but wait, speaking of Superman, all right, 
Because like Josh Allen, Mahomes, right, Burrow, they're guys where I feel like they, they probably could have played professional baseball if they decided to go that. First off, the swing is amazing. We know we could throw it. But can we go back to those clips of Josh Allen? Because I noticed this a little, I thought, even at the Kentucky Derby. Allen looks like he's a little more cut up and in shape than normal. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, usually he's just big, natural, big guy, right? I feel like I see a little bit more of a muscle tone to him. Uh, and, and now I see him in T-shirt as compared to the Kentucky Derby and all that. I, I feel like I'm seeing that, but I don't know if my eyes are deceiving me or not. Do you feel the same way or am I wrong there? Remember remember last year yeah. when they did that stupid-ass golf thing that they actually think people care about? Like, I don't care about watching football players play golf. And I don't know how many people watch that thing. I did. But it's enough that they keep doing <laughs> you're it. In, you're fine. They're going to do it again. <laughs> but remember, but remember, remember Tom Brady making fun of Josh Allen yeah. for being fat. Little and it was chunky. stupid. And it was mean-spirited. And it, it really it really was over the top. And it's like, Tom, is that all you got in your tool bag? If you're going to be a broadcaster, you got to bring something more than fat jokes for guys who aren't fat. But I wonder how much of that stung Josh Allen. I wonder how much of that pissed off Josh Allen. I wonder how much of that got him resolved to go buy a copy of the TB12 book, even though <laughs> some of that stuff in there. But, but, but still, I just wonder if we're seeing the product of Josh Allen not appreciating getting razzed by Tommy over something that just seemed weird. Uh, yeah, it just seemed I, weird it was that he weird. was doing it. Yeah. But sometimes you never know where someone's yeah, motivation is going to come from. Right. That that may be the thing that wakes it up. Yeah. No, it could, could be. A little needling from Brady, right? It just gave it enough attention to get his mind there. And then – you know, maybe he just finally realized, hey, I'm at an age here where I, I got to, you know, up the ante a little bit when I'm away from the facility. Uh, I got to, you know, I got to find a trainer and work out. I can't just go, hey, I'm Josh Allen. I just get it done on God-given natural ability because I'm just a freak of nature that way. So I could see all those things happen. And, of course, he's at the age now too, right, Mike? You know, and, and you said it right between maybe Brady needling him. Hey, he's watching Mahomes, and he's always on videos working out. Joe Burrow, same thing. That's part of it. And he's getting to the age where I, I'm sure last year was one of the first years of his life where he was like, woo, I'm sore. Ooh, my elbow didn't get better right away. And we know he had some things nagging him a little bit, and I'm sure some of it's just maintenance and, and getting to that age where you know you got to do that. And there's been so much talk this offseason about keeping him healthy, yeah. reducing the number yeah. of hits, prolonging his career, protecting Josh Allen. You know, we didn't talk about the Brandon Bean comments recently about not going all in. They're still kind of caught They're still kind of in between, right? What do we do? Like, how far do we go? How aggressive do we get in any one year to try to put the pieces around Josh Allen to win a Super Bowl for fear of what's on the other side if it doesn't work? Look at what happened to the Rams. They got their Super Bowl, but look at what they're dealing with now. This this is the, you know, the age-old question. Do you just want to be on the porch every year yeah, I know. and hope that one of those years it all falls together and you kick in the door or do you want to bum rush the door and knock it down, even if you may trip and fall flat on your face in the process? The Bills are being more careful. They're being more cautious. I think Bean is maybe a little gun shy 
after what happened last year when they go in all, all in for Vaughn Miller? Yeah. What did that You've get them? saying that, right. It put a lot of eggs in one basket, yep. and the basket busted. I think that's made them cautious. We, we had over the weekend Zach Ertz point out during the 2021 season yeah. when he was going to be traded. There was right. a window there to go to the Bills, and it didn't work out. I don't know how much of a difference he would have made, but it would have been another weapon sure. for Josh Allen. And yeah. what did they do? They used a first-round pick this year on another tight end, so yeah. it's something that's at least been on their radar screen. So I don't know whether Allen, and I guess the whole Superman metaphor makes sense here, does he feel like if they're not going to put the help around me, I better do everything I can to get the most out of what I can do, and that includes getting jacked, getting buffed, getting that layer of armor, mus- muscular musculature not just because there is you you don't want to get too thin you don't want to be like you don't you don't want to be a v you still want to be a little bit of a barrel you want to have a little bit of that body weight on you to protect you from the hits you take in the pocket because the physics need to be on your side but i just can't help but wonder whether he's decided i need to put it on myself if they're not going to help me, I got to help myself. Maybe, maybe, right? I mean, I mean, it's it's what we're 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 leading the the charge as far as we'd like to see more help for the guy. I I think he's had more on him to carry a team or an offense than any other quarterback in football the last few years. I just talk about his production is like it's a direct result. I know Mahomes and Burrow, all those guys. We know they're all important. But I'm just saying, like, it's him in the run game. It's him in the pass game. It's him, hey, you got to make a play and, you know, get out of the, 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 the rush of the pocket here and make a play outside the pocket. It's a defense that's been good, but I think a little overrated. And, you know, to your point, Mike, like, in all honesty, do, is there anybody that plays the position? You know, it has to, it has to change. It's, it's playing with fire, in my opinion. Is there anybody that plays the position as physically as he does right now in the NFL? I know Lamar's there in that combo and Jalen Hurts, but I still don't feel like they take the hits and punishment that Josh Allen does. No, he tries to inflict it. Yeah, yeah, right? That's the difference. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, he, he, he's he got that linebacker mentality, and the problem is you play like a linebacker, something's going to break. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you. It's admirable. It's right. old school. It's fun to watch. It's really fun to watch, but it's not fun to watch his backup. Hell, who even who is his backup now? Who is his backup? Matt Barkley. Remember we were making the argument? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. I know. I'll do respect to Matt Barkley, but good Lord. That's your backup? That's your plan in the event that Josh Allen gets injured and you expect to still win football games? With Matt Barkley, remember we were saying Cam Newton is the guy. If Cam Newton wants to come back, and yeah. he made some news over the weekend as well, thinking that his hair length has something to do with him being unemployed. And I know that the road from anger to denial to bargaining to depression to acceptance can be a long one, and it's very difficult when you're an MVP, and it can never be you. It's always got to be somebody else. That's human nature. That's not a slap on Cam. But if he would just accept the fact that the ship has sailed on him being a starter, and if he'd fully embrace – being a backup, not with a list of teams where he's willing to serve as the backup. That's not how it works. Right. When you're a backup, you're a backup. When you're a backup, you're available to anyone and everyone who is interested in your services. You're not picky when you're a backup. Just that attitude shows you're not ready to be a backup. But if he would fully embrace it and fully accept it, 
I think it would make sense. I'd rather have him behind Josh Allen and Matt Barkley. So they, they better be ready for another disappointing season. And maybe this is the year it all falls together. You know, the only good thing about the Bills, we talked last segment about the Lions carrying expectations that were undeserved in right. light of their accomplishments. Yeah. Got the opposite last year, the here, Bills right? were that team that were carrying the expectations right. that were too high yeah. in light of their accomplishments. Right. Now this year, they, 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 they get that extra little benefit. Yeah of under-the-radar screen. And, and you know, oh, everybody, oh, it's Jets, Jets, Jets. That's all we got to hear about. It's Jets, Jets, Jets. Everybody's talking about the Jets. What have the Jets ever done? You know, it's the kind of thing that Sean McDermott can use to get his guys pissed off. No complacency, and you can use it to get your guys pissed off. And maybe something has gotten into Josh Allen's mind. Whatever we saw with that bat in his hands as he was sending those moonshots over the deep fence. It's always funny to see somebody hitting one over the deep fence when they've got the softball length fences up <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. ballpark. Right. And he's sending it all the way over the deep one. That, you know, maybe he there's a there's a resolve there that if I'm ever going to be what I need to be, if I'm ever going to consistently get past Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers, and any other contender right. in the AFC. I gotta I gotta up my game. And good for football, good for the Bills, if that's if what you see in his yeah. physique right. is a sign of a mentality that could maybe carry the Bills to where they haven't been. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And you know, I would imagine that, you know, like Mahomes going into last season with an underwhelming Year before, wait, we lost to the Bengals in the an AFC Championship game. I think you're going to see a chip on Josh Allen too. You know, it, it wasn't his best play. He got a little careless. He played through injury. You know, I think he's probably at the point where he's like, man, okay, I've had enough. You know, he's he's had enough. He's probably like, damn, how many trophies is Mahomes going to get? This is a highly competitive, like alpha male type guy. We know that. So I'm sure there's a real edge and a fire inside of Josh Allen right now as far as what's going on in the rest of the NFL landscape. Well, and look at what it did for the Chiefs last year. Yeah. They played somewhat plausibly the no one believes in his card, even though you From and I both go. picked them to go to the yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. You know, other than us, no one believed in them. But the whole Tyree Kill thing, all that crap that he was saying, remember a year ago when he was doing that podcast? I guess he got bored with it because I don't see the Tyree Kill podcast anymore. But last year at this time, it started popping up once a week. He'd say something inflammatory about the Chiefs, about Mahomes. Yeah. And, you know, Mahomes isn't going to say anything back. That's not how he's wired. He just files it away, gets some motivation from it, pisses him off, and he goes and does something about it. And I think that's where Josh Allen may be right now, getting pissed off and motivated. No one is handing them anything this year. No one has him as the MVP favorite. No one has the Bills as a Super Bowl favorite. And that's one of the ingredients in – that path that maybe they can finally take all the way through January, get to the Super Bowl, and maybe maybe win it for the first time ever. Along the way, they will have to deal with the Chiefs, though. And something that that uh, we reported yesterday, and it's, it's just so funny to see the reaction on social media. I get more amusement than consternation from Twitter these days. The, the number of people that think when we have an original report that I just – Florio's just making things up. Just stirring the pot. Let me tell you this. I can tell you this with a high degree of certainty. If I was going to make stuff up, it would be a hell of a lot more interesting than the stuff you think I'm making up. 
I would not use my creativity to come up with boring, run-of-the-mill stuff. I would have some great stuff for you if I was going to make it up. Trust me on that. We stay within the boundaries of reality. And the reality is this. Patrick Mahomes, we know, his contract, woefully outdated. Yeah. As we knew it would be at the time right. it was done. Right. We did. This isn't some recent criticism, Chris. When we saw the structure, when we saw the cash flow, look, and here's, here's why the cash flow wasn't great early on. Pandemic year 2020. When did he get his contract? When did he get his contract? He got his contract in the pandemic year, 2020. And losses to the teams, to the league, spilled into 21 and 22. So the cash flow was low. That was the trade-off for getting this huge total number. And the way the guarantee is set up, the Chiefs can't get out of this thing without taking a massive, massive hit in guaranteed money and cap charge whenever they would try to do it. Not that they're going to try to get out of it. Right. That's the thing. Right. They love the guy. They yeah. want the guy. They would, yeah. It's not like all of a sudden he's going to wake up one day and he can't play. Right. But the bottom line is he's not getting the money in hand in the early years that he should have gotten. And that money, as we said with Lamar Jackson, never comes back. $63 million is all he's made. 2020, 2021, 2022. Three-year cash flow of $21 million a year on average. That's criminal. When you compare it to Lamar Jackson, who's going to get 156 over the next three years. He's off of the top 10 when it comes to first three-year cash flow. Anyway, I say all that because I fully expect, based upon conversations I had yesterday, that between now and week one, Patrick Mahomes will be the top guy again in per-year average. Now, what that means by way of cash flow, I don't know. But when it comes to the king of the hill, because when he got that deal, king of the hill at $45 million a year, he, he, he pushed the bar up by $10 million per year, Chris. Now he's $7 million behind Lamar Jackson. Wherever that bar is when Patrick Mahomes signs his next contract, he will become the highest paid player again in football, as he should be. Yes. I mean, it, it, we we kept this graphic alive, and we get to the. I mean, the, the, Josh Allen. By all due accounts, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts might be off this list here in the next, you know, few weeks or months, depending on Joe Burrow and and Justin Herbert. That's going to be interesting. You know, Josh Allen. He had a case to make make that he's woefully underpaid, and he get thirty million dollars more. Then the guy who's the best player in our sport and is the Michael Jordan of our sport and just came off the greatest year, I think, in the history of quarterbacking in the NFL when you really pile it all together, led the NFL in touchdowns by six touchdown passes, led the NFL in passing yards by almost more than 500 yards this day and age to have that many more yards than everybody else, right? To be the regular season MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, and then do it. Why? Oh, wait, wait. It looks easy, guys. All right. Well, hey, I'll have a high ankle sprain here and just gut it out and show you what I'm like. I got moxie and I'm a tough football player that way. I mean, he's he's worth every penny. He is the marquee person in the sport. You know, you the Miami Grand Prix this weekend. Who's one of the main people they're trying to sell that was down there watching it? Patrick Mahomes. Kentucky Derby this weekend. Who's one of the main people they're trying to sell that's watching it? Patrick Mahomes. He's he's everywhere in the sport right now. 
The Met Gala. Met Gala last Exactly. Week. The Met Gala. That's when you know you've gone to another stratosphere. He is the face of the league now that Brady is gone. There's no questioning that. So average per year is just part of it. And it becomes complicated when you're talking about a guy that has a contract that runs for nine more years. Yeah, so how do they because do this, Mike? what's the game when it comes to average per year? Right. Because it's always new money. That's the game. Yeah. New money. So, okay, there's an easy way to get him to the top APY in new money. You just give him a raise, right? You got his nine years left with whatever total value remains. You add three years at more than 156 million you subsume that into a 12-year contract and all of a sudden the argument is APY new money 53 million 54 million whatever it is you take 159 i guess it would be to get to 53 on a 3-year extension another 12-year contract so the APY is misleading and i think it becomes more misleading when you're talking about a deal that has 9 years left on it the key indicator here is going to be full guarantee at signing, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. And what other devices will be there to protect this deal against continuing to become obsolete? Someone suggested to me yesterday something I hadn't thought of as it relates to my ongoing quest, my crusade, if you will, yeah, to get a quarterback paid by percentage of the cap. Right. There could be something that's done in relation to <laughs> franchise tag. <laughs> For quarterbacks. Right. Now, the base franchise tag, I still don't understand why it's so low. Like, why is the base franchise tag $32.4 million for quarterbacks? So I don't know if it would be the exclusive tag, that there would be some guarantee for a guy like Patrick Mahomes that his salary is always going to be the exclusive franchise tag, that it's never going to be lower than that. So as more and more quarterbacks are making more and more money and getting higher and higher cap numbers, that drives what Mahomes is going to make. That's another way to protect a great quarterback against his contract becoming obsolete. So don't be surprised if there's some device like that for Mahomes or Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is a guy who's got the juice to demand, hey, I'll sign up forever. I'll do a lifetime deal. I just need a protection that I'm not making 10% of what some run-of-the-mill guy who just checks a box and deserves a second contract, but that's where the market's gone. I want protection against that. I don't want to fall off the graphic, the cash flow graphic. I don't want to fall off any of the graphics, and I will if we don't have that protection in there. So that could be in Mahomes. That could be in Burrow. Something to keep an eye on as a way to protect these deals. Because why why do you want to keep coming back every three or four years? We've got to fix this. We've got to fix this. Yeah, right. Nice to just fix it once and have a contract that works for everybody and protects everybody long term. That's what they need to do. Yeah, I agree. They got to find some there. There's got to be a, a sweet spot to find there that that protects, you know, like you're saying, people that we know are awesome right now, and they're just reaching the peak of their potential to where it ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Like, come on. I mean, are we really like Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen? Do we really think they're not going to be part of the top quarterback conversation four or five years from now? Maybe more than that? I, I, I tend to think it's going to be more than that, certainly. So, all right, Mike, I mean, I don't want to – I'm not trying to get into your sources or anything like that. I don't even want to go there, but I am interested in, too, of, like, 
Where, but I'm going to go there. Well, no, but I'm just I don't want to go there, but I'm going to go well, there. Well, I'm interested Let me in, take you there. I, I want to think about, you know, I, I, obviously every player wants more money and all that, but has it gotten to the point where it's like the player is starting to bang the drum a little bit behind the scene and like, hey, like this is a little crazy, or is the team getting a little red face and like, you know, this does look embarrassing that we're like paying this guy this type of money. Is this a mutual thing? That's where I just who was who's kind of starting the conversation here to to get this going. I will say this. Yeah. Everyone knows it's time. Everyone knows it's past time. Yeah, okay. And everybody is on the same page. Everybody loves each other. Right. But everybody understands that now is the time to get this taken care of. And that's the right way to do it. But one of the concerns I raised when the deal was first done, you're assuming when you're Patrick Mahomes and you sign this 12-year contract that clearly is going to need to be revised and revisited at some point, you're assuming you're going to be dealing with the same personalities down the road, yeah. same GM, same right. head coach, same owner. How you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Clark Hunt decides to cash out for $12 billion. Maybe Jeff Bezos says, why am I screwing around with the commanders? Why am I screwing around with the Seahawks? All due respect to the Seahawks. We love the Seahawks. But if I'm going to buy an NFL team, why don't I call Clark Hunt and offer him $15 billion for the Chiefs? I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm kind of being facetious, but I'm kind of not. My point is this. You have no guarantee that you're going to have any continuity with what you have now and what you would have when it's time to fix your contract. So the good news is three years later – it's still all the same people. And everybody, to answer your question, recognizes time to take care of this. All right. It's time good. to do something about yeah. this. And they're not going to have a big, ugly mess. I wouldn't you think know, so. He's playing at a high level, obviously. Yeah. And they are a good organization, right. obviously. Yep. And they're going to get it taken care of. Yeah. That's By right. week one. I would... By week one. Okay. Highest paid player again in football. All right. Well, that's cool. That's the way it should be. I mean, it should be. It's, it's as we talked about. And he's he's a star. And it's it's only starting here. And he just proved himself even more last year. Like we said, with all the things I rattled off and no Tyree Kill. And everybody said, oh, he won't be the same without Tyree Kill. Yeah, he shoved that up everybody's you-know-what on the way to his three trophies he collected on the way. So, uh, yeah, he's the man, and, and I know Kansas City will do right by him. And, you know, Tyreek Hill, gone but not forgotten, and this is the year he was due to return to Arrowhead Stadium with the Miami Dolphins. He has been talking about it a lot. Legereus Sneed of the Chiefs was on NFL Network yesterday pointing out that Tyreek has been talking a lot of trash. We'll see once he comes to Arrowhead. That is one of the games on the schedule. Dolphins at Chiefs. However, however, that game will not be played at Arrowhead Stadium. It will not be played in the United States of America. Part of the schedule announced of the 272 regular season games, five announced today by the NFL, the international schedule for 2023. Dolphins at Chiefs at Frankfurt. Oh, no. Tyreek Hill. Oh, no. Chiefs fans, you don't get to welcome back Tyreek Hill the way you would like to welcome him back unless you make the trip en masse to Germany. That's a great game for the folks in Germany. I'm shocked. Hey, I'm Dolphins, shocked. Chiefs, and Colts Patriots in Germany. Not that the Colts Patriots rivalry has the, the gleam that it once did. 
but man, those are two significant games to just hand to Germany. That tells you the NFL recognizes that Germany is the next major frontier for the ongoing growth of the sport, as Peter King witnessed last year when he went over there for the Seahawks-Bucks game. Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked. I really am. I mean, I, I'm like that. That's that's the, maybe one of the marquee, if not. I mean, that's one of the top games on the schedule. Period. Any game, anywhere, ever. You're talking about more superstars and freak of nature players on a field, maybe than any game in the whole league. I mean, it, other than if you got the Eagles and the 49ers on the field, uh, that, that's where I can't believe it. Obviously, the, the NFL is going all in on that. I don't remember them going teams this good against each other with the star quarterbacks and all of that. You know, the, the, I, the whole schedule over there, that game, the Titans-Ravens, that's impressive. And then, hey, they're going to have Jags and Bills. You know, they're, so they're, they're going to showcase some players this time around, it seems like. More of the forget the traditional teams and you know this. We're going to show our butt here and show you Josh Allen and Mahomes and Tua and, and all those guys. Yeah, I, you know, they're going to show their butt. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, they're going to they're show off. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad know. thing? It may depend on the butt. I guess butt. it depends on the butt. You're right. You're right. That's very, that's very <laughs> true. <laughs> um. But by, by the way, by the way, uh, Jaguars fans, Jaguars fans who love to get pissed at me when I point out that if the NFL is serious about creating a European division, your team is going to be one of the four that goes. It's not going to be four expansion teams. At most, it's two expansion teams and two relocated teams. If anybody's moving, is there any doubt now it's the Jaguars are playing two games in London this year? Well, uh, one is the road team and one is the home team. Uh, that's where I, I was going to ask you. I was uh, Is that a typo or do they mean to have both those games there? But yeah, it certainly seems to be... The team that I would put in the leader house if there's anybody was to move to England for sure, no doubt. I mean, man, and you know, they one thing they got they're they're experienced with that trip and what it takes and all of that. Uh, and now with Trevor Lawrence and they're the team that's being hunted in the AFC South. You know, it, it's it adds a different dynamic to that game. I mean, damn, it's Mahomes versus Trevor Lawrence. I mean, not, uh, Josh Allen versus Trevor Lawrence now. It doesn't get any better than that. So I, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm just. With the Chiefs, Dolphins, and all that, I guess it'll still be the same time frame as last year, right? That's going to be late afternoon for them, and we'll have a nine thirty game. Is that how we did it in the yeah. the, the Seahawks Bucks game? They, right. They, okay. they love, they love that extra window. Yeah. As do we. They no longer do a one o'clock Eastern European kickoff. Yeah. They do all of those games at nine thirty a.m. Eastern time. So we're going to have five Sundays next year, Chris, where. 9:30 a.m. Eastern. I'll we get to it. watch a game, right? And then you know, and then we're balancing the whole get ready to watch the one o'clock games while the 9:30 game is coming into the station, and that that it creates yeah. a hectic morning. But that's going to happen five times next year, where we have four windows on a Sunday. They and and you know, it's only going to go up. It's only going to be more. Whether it's teams over there on a full-time basis or more of these games. But really, they are getting marquee talent. Big time. Big they time. are getting star players. Bijan Robinson. Lamar. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Josh Allen. All. Right. Lamar Jackson. Yes. Derrick Henry, assuming he's not traded. Tyree Kill and Tua and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Anthony Richardson. All right. And Bill Belichick. Exactly. That's it. I mean, really, we don't have much to offer by way of 
star Patriots players right now, folks. They're just the I'll Patriots. Matthew They're Belichick. Judon, out of respect. Yeah. They're just the Patriots. Yeah. And Bill Belichick. Um, something else, too. And and I, I heard from one of our viewers in the U.K. who is of a belief that the NFL is realizing that their their experiment in Europe is going to bear more fruit in Germany than it will in London. Now, look, they've already invested in the Tottenham Hotspur experiment yeah. with the stadium that's specifically made for two sports, and they've got Wembley ready to go. They've got two NFL stadiums in London that they're going to continue to use. But I think the NFL may be coming to the conclusion— Germany seems rabid, that right? Germany is going to be a bigger and better spot for the NFL to take root and flourish than— I hate to say that because— we're not on in Germany, and if we are, we ain't speaking the language. You sound like you're but, from Deutschland. Uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they may be thinking that as it relates to the the big Mamu, a.k.a. Deutschmark, or Euro. What do they even use? We better figure that out if we're ever going to go. But, but that Germany may be the mother load. The motherland may be the mother load. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. The fatherland may be the mother load. I, I was going to say, the it's the father. Are they know. the fatherland or the motherland? I can't remember either, right? I, I, I don't know any of that. I stuff. know. I, I used to remember. I think it, they're the fatherland for some reason, but I could be wrong. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't teach a whole lot of geography at Catholic school in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> no. If they did, if they did, I was showing up not just one minute before class started, but maybe one minute after it ended. Well, I, I could certainly see, you know, the German the the german people it seemed like you know from what you said everybody that was over there last year peter king i mean the game was over i can remember the game being over and going what are these people doing here go home like they were still like 60,000 people in the stands Ferris like Bueller. it really was like 50 minutes after the game they they loved it so you could see that but Man, that adds a different dynamic to the whole, I mean, just Europe thing. And, wow, that's another, what, time zone or two east of London, right? I mean, I, uh, that's where I just, I, I, you know, I know they want to do it. It's just I wonder if they can pull it off long-term, full-time, all that. They have been dangling the carrot of moving a team to London for years, but it really did go next level last October when the commissioner blurted out the possibility of a division. You can't tease that forever. No. Because at some point you got to put a team there. Right. And they've got two stadiums ready to go in London, and they've got Frankfurt and Munich. Now, I don't know that Bayern Munich, that big, beautiful Whatever that thing is, it looks like a spaceship that just kind of fell out of the sky. I don't know that that becomes a place that is a permanent NFL home because, again, there's issues with the pitch and soccer. And but they got plenty of stadiums. We know that that if if those games are going to be a happening in Germany, they'll they'll find a way. They'll find a way. Money solves all problems. And there's, I think, more money to be made. Sorry, Sky Sports Action audience. Wow. I think the NFL has come to the conclusion there's more money to be made in Germany than there is in England. Don't worry, London and England. I I still love you. Florio's jumping ship to Germany. But don't worry, I'm still with you. We love you. We love you. But 
but <laughs> you got to step your game up. Damn, you got to get you got to get more of your of your country folk to embrace football. That's that's basically what it comes down to. They're getting there. Right. They, they, they you like you got to have send all you gotta emails. Get, you got to get Sky Sports in the NFL. UK. Hey, right? Start, start with this. <laughs> start with this. Start with this, folks who watch us on Sky Sports Action. Get the folks there to call it Sky Sports NFL all year long, not just during football season. That's a nice tangible gesture to the NFL and to those of us who are wondering how committed are they. What is the ceiling of the interest in London? I just think that. The NFL's coming to the conclusion the ceiling is higher in Germany. And look at what happened last year. And look at that's the reward for how they embraced Seahawks Bucks last year. Germany and not London gets Dolphins Chiefs. There's gonna be some people in London who are pissed off. We get the Jaguars twice. Not the Jaguars are good now. But wait a minute. Why don't we get why well, you could you could have Jaguars Bills in Frankfurt. Why don't we get Dolphins Chiefs? And and that, maybe that's good. Maybe you get a little a little yeah, rivalry a little blood there, going there, right? a little, yeah, blood flowing. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, I mean, right. I, I look. I don't want. I don't want to spark another land war in Europe. But maybe we get a little. Fight That's how we start the divisions. That's how it starts, right there, right? <laughs> yes, That's how we do exactly. The Londoners are pissed off at the Munich people, and then we got to okay. Welcome to American sports. Now you can hate each other like we all do in here in America. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something if World War Three isn't started by Ukraine Russia, but it's started by the NFL? putting two teams in Germany and two teams in London, yeah. those teams playing each other twice a year. That took a turn. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> All right, let's take a turn to break. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is sporting a nude look, and his family is not pleased. More PFT Live right after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 